Good morning, good afternoon. How you doing out there today? This is David Robert for the Marketplace of Ideas podcast. Hope you're having a wonderful and beautiful uh, summer day. It is Thursday, July something. It's ah, it's summertime. Who cares what, what the day is, right? <laughs> but um, uh, before we get started, just want to let you know you can find the Marketplace of Ideas podcast wherever you get your podcast from Stitcher to Podbean to Google Play to iTunes. We are there. You can get us. You can find us. We are everywhere you get. You can find your podcast. That's where we are. So uh, before we get started, I just want to uh, preface with a little bit of a backstory of where I got the idea for this episode. Uh, earlier this month, as a lot of people know, Rogers, if you live in Canada, where I'm uh, broadcasting this from, there was a nationwide outage of services on July the 8th. So just last week, um, it was almost impossible for anybody who, who had a um, service with Rogers to get um, you know, a signal anywhere. And that led to a lot of things happening where I went to get gas for my car and I wasn't able to use my debit because a lot of, a lot of these um, stores like 7-Eleven where I went to pump my gas actually um, they, they run off of their network. They run off of the, um, the Rogers network. So they were incapable of actually taking any sort of, any sort of funds um, unless you had credit or cash. Uh, there was a lot of, I believe there was a case in, in Canada as well where a lady um, suffered a medical emergency and she actually passed away because, you know, um, her brother who she was with did not have access to call 911. Um, doctors and dentist offices had to actually um, reach out to their, well, they weren't able to reach out to their their patients. And so the, the reason I, I kind of wanted to talk about this was just to kind of touch on our over-reliance of technology and how it's really, it could lead, it could lead to almost, you know, that dystopian sort of view of the world where we're all kind of fighting against, you know, machines and robots who want to kill us all. It's, it's kind of messed up how much we depend on our screens, how much we depend on networks, how much we depend on, you know, uh, cable, internet, access and if it goes down we're basically held hostage we don't have the wherewithal to even find where we can go. i mean my gosh just even if your phone falls apart how are you going to know where you're going to go if you if you can't log on to google maps or if satellites go down or anything so i, I found a couple of articles that were, were talking about this sort of subject and i thought we can kind of dive into it a little bit uh the first one was facebook so uh duh, duh, duh. Let me just see. Let me see here. Okay. There we go. Okay, I found it here. All right. Uh, let me see. So not only is it a problem with online misinformation, our over-reliance on technology as well as our over-reliance on these systems can lead to our own downfall. So this is an article I, I saw here. Um, so we're going to look at on July 8th, 
2022, Canada Canadian telecom provider Rogers Communications experienced a major service outage affecting more than 12 million users of the Rogers cable net internet and cellular networks, including those of subsidiary brands Rogers Wireless, Fido, City Phone, and Ch Chat. Chat R, if I chat R. Oh, chatter. Sorry, there you go. It was also um, it also impacted internet service providers with wholesale access to the Rogers network, such as Tech Savvy, as well as various other information systems nationwide that rely on the Rogers network, including Interact and some federal government services. Multiple international web monitoring companies observed the outage. To date, the outage is not been, not believed to have been fully resolved. Also, um, earlier just today, Twitter went down for around 40 minutes this morning in a major outage for the social network. Issues stated issues st started with the service at around 8:05 a.m. With many errors uh, reported reporting overcapacity, error messages, and even errors saying this page is down. The issues affected Twitter's web mobile and even the company's excuse me uh, TweetDeck app. Okay, and then we're gonna go to this was taken when Facebook went down. So Facebook went down on October 4th, 2021. Uh, it issued a statement on Tuesday of October 4th stating that the cause of the outage was a configuration change to the backbone routers that coordinate network traffic between the company's data centers, which had cascading effects, bringing all Facebook services to a halt. So what I, what I wanted to talk about was not necessarily how bad the internet is, how horrible it is, but just what happens when we as a society, we as a nation of people, are over-reliant on these systems and services that if they go down, it could mean life and death. As I told you before, there was the case of that lady who suffered the episode and you know her, her brother wasn't able to get any help. And so because of that, she ended up passing away. Now, if they had been able to get you know some service to help her, I'm pretty sure she, she might have been able to survive, but it just goes to, so we just want to touch on a couple of issues when it comes to over-reliance on the internet. And I think one in particular um, that I've, I've seen and that, you know, kind of gives me reason to pause is our inability not only to stay connected with people, but our inability just to focus, you know, our inability to actually be able to, you know, maybe take on um, entertainment without having a screen in front of us, such as our lack of our lack of focus and our lack of not being able to properly what's the word I'm looking for I would say properly be able to harness our attention for more than five to ten minutes so if you have had the um, I actually I, I just witnessed this yesterday so I was at the um, oh man, what is that place called it's it's a beautiful restaurant the chop leaf and I, I go there you know fairly frequently uh when i'm in that air when i'm driving around getting errands done and i picked up a wrap and i was just waiting in line and i noticed that all three of the people that were you know right next to me were on their phones right beautiful day they could you know just looking outside they could have been you know um enjoying the weather waiting for their meal but instead you know they were like well you know it was it was pretty apparent that they were you know just stuck looking at an app or maybe music or, or some sort of social um, social media sort of outlet or whatever but it was crazy that they were just glued to their screens head down just you know staring at it and while and it's kind of crazy when you're when you don't have your phone with you or you don't have any sort of device on you 
excuse me, and you start to look around and you start to realize, wow, like, am I the only one not on this service? Am I the only one not like using this thing? So that's, that's a really interesting thing. And I always like to quote Carl, um, Cal Newport in what he talks about when he states that we're not able to marshal our focus and our attention span past uh, a certain amount of minutes. And that feeling of being bored is one that we are just losing. We don't have the ability anymore to, to be bored. You know, to, to just sit there and let the day go by and just think and just relax and just let our bodies and our minds rest. And what we find from boredom is the ability to actually problem solve. We find the ability to be self-reliant on ourselves and not have to depend on overstimulation from a device, from this black mirror that we're carrying in our pocket. So I think that's one of the things that's just really dangerous. But the other thing I wanted to touch on, which is even a little bit more I don't want to say the word insidious, but just a little bit more problematic is when something such as a Rogers glitch or an update happens and we're unable to get in touch with our social media, that's one thing. But businesses rely on these websites. They rely on these networks to for cash transactions, for debit transactions, for internet and, and credit card transactions. They rely on their networks for their phone, for their communication, for their fax, for their, um, for their internet. And they also rely on it for their, um, just, just to run their businesses without internet, which is crazy to think of. There's many people that couldn't run their businesses. And if you have an online business, your network is the lifeblood of what you're doing. And so we have to ask ourselves, is it to be that dependent on, on something that is as easily as I hate to almost say this, but like flicking a switch, your very business and your very livelihood could end is somewhat scary, you know? Um, and you know, we always, and people will always make these assumptions or over assumptions of things such as like, you know, the Terminator or, um, or Android's coming to take over AI is going to destroy us. But I personally believe that like, to be honest, it will be when we um, when we we're over reliant on these technologies, and what happens when they fail us? What happens when they need to be updated? What happens when they when they get outdated? Or what happens if there is, um, you know, a, a power outage? You know, what happens then? There's a there's a, a wonderful um, author. She wrote a book called Surveillance Capitalism. Her name is Sheila Zub- Zubloff, if I'm not mistaken, and she um, wrote wrote the book. A while back, um, let me just see if I can find it. There we go. Let me see. Shosana Zuboff. That's that is her name. And so she wrote this book in particular, talking about social um, surveillance capitalism is an economic system centered around the capture and commodification of personal data for the core purpose of profit making. But there's also another. Um, trend that has been going on within this space that she talked about, which is what happens when governments and bad actors and people, you know, want to be despots and um, dictators get a hold of this information. You know, I mean, we saw how easy it was when there was a glitch where Facebook, Twitter, and, and the whole Rogers network left people a total of more than 12 million people without access to healthcare without access to um, police services, without access to fire services. 
without even access to their own with, with their own funds. In a world that is increasingly reliant on technology, not only for entertainment, but for protection, for, um, uh, for airfare, for travel, for insurance, to make sure that everything is up to date, what happens when, you know, if, if you are, you know, in, in a land of a government that wishes to keep you silent because of, you know, you, you want to speak out to some of the atrocities that they're doing, you know, how easy would it be for that government and that, um, I guess you could say in that, um, that institution or that dictatorship to just turn everything off on you, you know, you lose access to all your money, you lose access to your records. You, you, the deed to your home, everything that you have that you, you know, you think makes you, I guess you could say an individual on paper. Well, there's no paper anymore. It's all digital. So what happens then? And I think that's where the, the real issue is. It's that these are kind of like the, the canary in the coal mine, if you would, right? You know, we have, we have a, a system right now that is so convenient. You know, if you were to order, if you have a credit card, and let's say you order something off of Amazon or you order something off of, um, you know, like um, wherever, uh, it can get to your door within like almost two to three business days. That's unheard of, you know, with just the click of a mouse. Now, obviously it's not, it's not magic, but what happens when, you know, um, that, that, that company does not want to support, um, democracy or what happens when that company says, look, you know what? We, we totally understand. We got to pay taxes, but we're not going to do that. Screw that. You know? And if, if the government and legislators want to have us, um, get involved in that kind of thing, well, tough luck, you know? So we, we have to be very, very careful about it. Now there's more, um, to say about surveillance, ca- surveillance capitalism, which I'll touch on a little bit here. Uh, it talks about increased data collection may have various advantages for individuals in society as self-optimization. Societal optimizers such as such as by smart cities and optimized services, including web applications. However, collecting and processing data in the context of capitalism's core profit-making motive might present a danger to human liberty, autonomy, and well-being. Capitalism has become focused on expanding the proportion of social life that is open to data collection and data processing. This may come with significant implications for vulnerability and the control of society, as well as for privacy. You know, um, it's I, I, there was a case last, uh, I think it was last year or two years ago, where a Canadian uh, flyer, he was, he, was, he was flying in Air Canada, just in within the country, was asked to open his phone. Right? He was asked by the, um, the security officers, hey, you know, okay, well, we need to see what's on your phone. And he said, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Um, he felt that was, you know, too far of an invasion of privacy. And I don't actually know what happened to that case. I think maybe on the next podcast, we'll touch on that a little bit. But this, this idea that also we, you know, government agencies, um, security agencies, um, for the well-being of the country or the state or the province needs to have full access to all your private records. Now, as anybody traveling um, is well aware that, you know, we, um, I mean, so much of our daily activities go through our smartphones. People do their banking. People do their, um, 
I mean, they, they, all their communication and much of people's businesses are run off of their phones. Um, I know for, I know particular that I have, I have some friends and family that if, if they don't have their phones with them, they almost feel naked. You know, there's that feeling of if you ever lose your keys, you know, you 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 recognize that feeling. And so when we look at societies, let's take, for example, North Korea, let's take, for example, Russia, let's take, for example, areas where freedom is looked upon as, as a joke. You know, it's not really regarded as, you know, actual liberty. Then it's insanely easy for a country that has access to the firewalls, access to all this kind of stuff to then say, yeah, we're, um, we're just going to shut you off. You know, you don't want to agree with our, with what we're doing with, um, you know, with, with our environment, with our economy. Don't worry about that. We, we control your mortgage. We control your insurance. We control your, um, you know, your license and registration for your business. We control all of that. And, you know, good luck, um, trying to get a loan trying to, you know, start anything. We're just going to, we're going to take all that away from you. And it's frightening. And we should be concerned and, and scared that in this day and age, we've given so much over to corporations and companies and businesses for just for the state of convenience. And I think that's the third thing I wanted to touch on is that regardless of how people might feel about, you know, um, technology or whatever, it's here to stay. And we have to ask ourselves some questions as to how can we gain back control of some of the, some of the things that we've, we've let go, you know, is it, do we really need to have like same day shipping? Can we shop more local and give more, um, more appreciation to companies, mom and pop shops locally towards us? You know, um, do we have to just use cash could uh, credit could we you know maybe use cash more there's definitely a movement to against even um companies wanting us to sign subscriptions for their for their um for their products so like apple and 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 so forth and so on they want us to forever be on the hook paying them for it because think about it if you purchase a, a good if you like okay right now while i'm doing this podcast i um i'm sitting here and I, I'm looking around and I've got like an old school Nintendo. I've got an old school PlayStation. I've got some DVDs. I've got some physical media. And I've got some stuff that I, I paid. I already paid for it. Right. And so now it's it's mine. Right. I don't owe, you know, a subscription fee to, you know, like Apple or to PlayStation or to whomever else. And if it breaks, if any of these products break, I can you know, um, some of them I can actually fix myself, you know, I'm able to, to do that. But what happens when you don't have, I want to say this the best way possible. When you allow a company or a corporation to take control of, how can I put this of your stuff or your, yeah, I could say your stuff. What happens um, nine times out of 10, you know, I mean, let's just call it what it is. They want to keep you, they want to keep you paying for it, right? They legitimately want to make sure that you're always going to be on the hook to pay for whatever you, know, um, you have. And by buying, so one thing I could, I could state is, you know what, using cash, um, 
relying less on the internet for your entertainment. If you can, downloading stuff onto your devices, um, investing in physical media. Um, I know it's a pain. I know sometimes space can be a big issue, but you know what? Um, I think it's, it's worth it not to have, like if you have a Netflix, Amazon, um, Hulu subscription, all of those, all of those things are not yours. So it's kind of funny. I was, um, I was watching this, I was listening to this, uh, special where they basically talked about, um, Amazon had put in their, in their, um, in their fine print that if you purchase movies like on their service or whatever, the only way you own, own the service is if you actually continue to pay for it. Right. But once you actually sign away, um, you know, you're, you're not like a subscriber onto Amazon anymore. Then those, all those movies, all that music goes away. Right. I know with iTunes, um, I'm not active on iTunes right now because my Mac needs to be updated. But if I were to, you know, never use iTunes again, I still have the music downloaded that I have saved on like external hard drives. I could save it to CDs. I could burn it onto like discs or whatever. But yeah, um, what we're seeing, so what we're seeing now is a movement to where companies like Walmart, Amazon, um, even Home Depot, they want to keep you on, on a payment plan or on a subscription, right? To privatize their, their, um, yeah, basically privatize everything that they've got. So if you can move away from using debit and credit, trying to find more places where you can just use cash, um, you know, maintaining, you know, get away from the whole Amazon, um, smart, the smart, uh, the smart usage of your, of your homes, you know, like, uh, the, uh, what is that? Um, Alexis for your, for your house and stuff like that. The, the less technology you are, I want to say confined to the freer you'll be. Now, again, I'm not stating that people need to move to the woods, you know, and, um, live, live far away from technology as possible. I don't, I don't think that that's the, that's the key. Um, we do need these technologies. They do help our lives live far. We, 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 we tend to live far greater. I'm sorry. We, we have far more, um, I guess you, I don't want to say luxury, but far more access to better qualities of life, better qualities of, of connection with these technologies. It's amazing. The fact that I can send an email, I could send um, a message, a text to a friend or family member, other side of the world, right? It's amazing. Uh, the fact that I can stream a movie and watch it that was produced, you know, for, I could, I could watch it for almost, literally almost pennies on the dollar, right? If you're paying Netflix and you're paying like your 17 bucks or whatever, you can watch literally like the worth, the, the value of what you're paying in that one month, you could watch it in one day, right? From the TV shows to the specials, to the documentaries, to the movies. It's amazing. Um, the fact that you don't have to carry all of your money in your back pocket that you can actually, you know, walk with your, with, you know, just a small little card and make a transaction to, you know, to buy what you need to buy groceries and stuff like that. Credit, another amazing, you know, invention, but when we rely too heavily on these, these, on these technologies, on these devices, what, what then, what, what, what does it say about us as a society that if our phones crash, 
or if a battery goes dead, you know, or if these, you know, these, um, these networks that we rely on all of a sudden, you know, stop working and we die. Like it's not, it's not, um, it's not good. And I, I, I definitely feel that what happened with, um, Facebook and in particular, it was kind of interesting how, um, what happened with Facebook because they were, you know, they were being investigated for their role in the January 6th, um, insurrection or attempted insurrection, as well as some of the other accusations that Facebook is up to a lot of no good with their algorithms and how they, you know, how they treat their, their clientele. And so I, I kind of, I thought it was kind of interesting how, um, as soon as the hearings were going on, they were like, you know, they kind of shut down and showed people, Hey, you do need us, you know? And so when Facebook went down, Twitter, all of these, um, these platforms, you know, there's this feeling of, Oh, like what, what does that, I guess what I'm trying to get to, um, is how do we as a society live with these technologies, but not have them as our, our lifeline? Like how do we maintain our autonomy? How do we maintain our independence? And how do we maintain just the feeling of privacy, you know, in an ever changing world where everything is commodified, everything is monetized, everything is, you know, um, I mean, just, just quant, just, just quantified and put into, into an algorithm and into a spreadsheet. And we're, we're becoming increasingly more and more. I don't want to say turned into like androids, but these devices that we that we have are becoming more and more a part of our lives to the point where if something happens to them, you know, we can't exist anymore. And that's a dangerous, frightening place to be. It really is, you know? And so I think what I'll do is I'll leave with this, with this thought that if there's something in your life that isn't integral to like breathing, you know, whatever, we got to ask ourselves, how can we kind of untether ourselves from it so that we're not dependent upon it? And again, it's not to say these technologies are inherently awful, but we need to find a way to maintain that level of just being, being free of, of the, of the issues that they can cause, you know, from online bullying to heightened levels of anxiety and, and, and worry and fear and doubt that these, these devices cause. It's insane to think of that. If, if, if your, if your phone dies, like just think back in the eighties, if, if you're from that era, how ridiculous it would have been that if your phone collapsed, well, obviously there were, there were, you know, you, you die. Well, of course that would have seemed ridiculous because there were there were pay phones. If you had a couple quarters, you can use them. I mean, we don't even see pay phones anymore. I think the last pay phone I, pay phone I used was back in 2008. I think I, I, I don't even think I could find one if I went looking for one right now. Right. And so we're seeing that increasingly move away from the analog, more towards digital, more towards streaming, more towards, you know, systems that basically we just press click order now same day shipping and we're good to go. And it's going to be, it's going to be the downfall of us if we're not careful. So, uh, on that cheery note, I just wanted uh, to thank you for listening.
and hopefully it'll give you some food for thought. And until next time, take care and be good to one another out there. Have a good one.